Spartans, prepare for glory. Oh, oh, oh. We're going, we don't need roads. Yeah. I'm telling you my story, man. Yeah. I'm drunk, show up. Beautiful, I'm drunk. Show me the money. Show me you talk. The money. Give me two. Here we go with another episode of Off Topic with the Movie Guys. I'm Sean Macy. And, and I'm Jason McDonald. <laughs> so always sitting across from me is Jason McDonald. One day we'll get that right. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, man. Good. How you know, you? we haven't done an episode for a little while. It has been a little while, hasn't it? It has been a little bit, yeah. a little bit. So I'm really excited, actually. We've got heaps to get through. Oh, sure. So let's just cut the pleasantries and go. I think you told me before, Sean, don't waffle. (laughs) (laughs) See, you're already waffling. I know. (laughs) I can't help it. Look, again, like you pointed out, that's what we're called. We're called off topic. We, We do that. Yes, that's right. So um, how is the cricket season anyway? (laughs) (laughs) The cricket season's great. (laughs) Big Bash League, is that what we're talking about? Oh, whatever. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, it's wonderful. (laughs) All right, so uh, welcome. Welcome back. We haven't done an episode for a little while because we have... Yeah, a few specials. Pumped out a few specials. We went to Mudgee. That was, you know, kind of a a mini-sode in the car, (laughs) in the hot box. In the hot box, yeah. Yeah. Because you you insisted turning off all air that was coming from outside the car in. (laughs) It's always about the sound quality, mate. You've heard about dogs being left in cars for more than like 10 minutes. We were in there for at least 18 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'll never be the same. (laughs) Uh, Right. I just want to know... How you doing, man? Good, man. How are you? I'm really, really well. Thank you for asking. <laughs> yeah, good, um, yeah. And happy Australia Day long weekend to you. We just uh, did that last weekend. Yeah, which was nice. Are we? Are we? Are your your Australia Day? What happens if I was on the um, Invasion Day side? Oh, well, this well, could become well, very awkward. It's, it's a long weekend for me where I can reflect. It was a great. It was a great yeah. long weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk politics. Actually, also, um, on the Friday of that long weekend, my daughter turned 18, so I no longer yes. have uh, teenagers or kids, actually. I have zero dependents. Yeah, that's what? right. You now, you now have adults. They still depend. They still, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm near 40 and I, <laughs> I'm still a dependent. <laughs> uh, yeah, funny. so no, yeah, all adults. That's good. How do you feel about that? Uh, well, really good until I went and bought a chihuahua. A puppy, <laughs> and went back to day zero again. I mean, bought, why, why did you do that? I don't know. Well, have you seen him? He's as cute as a. Well, I've seen him in person. Right. Well, and also you you ha- do have to be a, a, like a small dog person. To, yeah, yeah. To which, really are, which we are. Get it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also I am. So I'm not trying to say I'm mm. not. Mm. Yeah, no, no. We're definitely small yeah. dog people, and we love them. And you know, when, when we get a dog, they're part of the family. They're part of the house. They just. Yeah. You know, they watch TV with us, they sleep with us, they do whatever, you know, and they're just part of the family. And yeah. They're never really outside unless we're outside. That's yeah, it's good. A real dependent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think you even once said to me uh, when you got, uh his name, Pippin? Pippin. Pippin, yeah. yeah. So you got Pippin and you even said to me at some point, we're trying to organise, you know, do we meet here, do we meet mm. there? And you're like, well, I, I, sorry, I haven't worked out the schedule for yeah. Pippin yet. And, like, and I thought you were kidding a little bit. No, no, I wasn't. And you're like, no, 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 I'm going to wait for my wife or my two children to mm-hmm. be home at some yeah. point. Like, yeah. It's 24-7 coverage. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the good thing is that you are a good owner. Mm. I know that. <laughs> but it is a little ridiculous at points. I know. And and I thought I had the most ridiculous friend with a dog. Uh. In, to- in Tony, who's been on the podcast before, a filmmaker, mm. you know, he, he lives with Charlie, his um, Kelpie. Yeah. Wonderful dog, wonderful yeah. relationship that they have. Yeah. Um, but at points it can get a little bit crazy. Yeah. He's almost – he or she, Charlie? Ah, uh, she. Charlie. Yeah, yeah. It's a she. Yeah. She, um, yeah, she's uh, like he's yeah, it's an absolute family, right? Like he's oh, complete. Yeah, room roommate. Yeah, 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 definitely. And again, he's a he's a great owner. Yeah, you know, he, he's that guy that gets up at like five thirty six in the morning every day and goes for an hour walk. Yeah, right. Uh, and then comes back and then does it in the afternoon again every day without yeah, that's, fail. That's awesome, especially with a kelpie. Yeah. It is good until you're trying to create plans and you're and he's like, no, I can't arrive till 6.37. I have my morning walk. Because I have to have a shower. Yeah. You're like, oh, you're finishing late from work. No, no, I've got to go home and walk the dog. Like, yeah. it's good. It's great. Yeah. But come on, man. <laughs> and ju- just at the time when you're starting to get a little bit of freedom, you yeah. know, because the boys are becoming ever so slightly independent here and there, you know. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and, and here is your two best mates are just locking themselves down again. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Maybe it's time uh, for your third kid. Uh, let's move off that. Um, now I'm done for children. Okay. Yep. Yeah. You're locked. You're locked. Yeah. Well, I'll, we'll be getting a dog. We'll get a dog this year mm, okay. at some point. But yep. um, we're in no rush. To ruin all your beautiful grass. Oh, it'll be a, it'll be a front of the house dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's traffic out that way, don't you? Oh, we're gonna put a fence up. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, okay. Yeah. I'm gonna say it. Okay. I'm going to talk about some TV and stuff that I've seen. Right. Okay. Good. Been good. 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 Yeah. 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 Oh, actually, sorry, I haven't even asked how you are. I'm, Not once. I am fantastic because Stan, because on stand today, mm. Scrubs is out oh. every season. So that's what I'll be doing for the next month or so. Oh, nice. Yeah, with with my wife because she's not seen them all. Yeah, rewatch it. Yeah, from beginning to end. It's one of my favorite series. Would that be your third time or second time? Uh, you know what? It's probably more than that because I had the box set. Yeah. And uh, one of my roommates on at some point. That's what we. <laughs> this sounds like you know, like we lived in the same bedroom, but we used to fall asleep to it together. <laughs> yeah, how romantic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know who you are, buddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, um, so yeah, I'm say gonna it. say it. I just say it. Go on, okay. do it. Do it. Um, I, I, okay, I'm gonna say it. <laughs> I knew nothing, Jon Snow. I knew nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so for those who do listen to the podcast regularly, you'll know that I gave up on Game of Thrones halfway through season six. Yeah. And it was probably two years ago now. It's been one of the things we've had yeah. a sort of a back and forth about, I think. And, and you yourself said, Jay, just, I know you, you just got to keep pushing just through it, it yeah. right? Um, anyway, uh yeah, so I, I did. I got back yeah. on the horse. We've, we've only got three months until season eight comes out. Yeah. So I started pushing through season six again and, oh, my God, what a fool I was. <laughs> <laughs> like like literally from where I was yeah. to the end of season seven. Yeah. So you got, say, five episodes of season six and the only the seven episodes of season seven because yes. they're all almost an hour and ten, hour and 15 each. Yeah. And That's no the f- best television I've ever seen in the history of the world. The best. Yeah, the best, right? <laughs> like, hands down, bar none, the best TV show of all time. You can see why it takes them so long to get an, a season out. I know, right? Yeah. Because they're just epic. But, oh, my 
God. And it was right. I, like I stopped just before it kicked in again. Now, what, I mean, if you think about it, um, at the end of season six was wonderful, right? With the Battle of the Bastards and oh my oh, gosh, yeah. you know, so much was happening. But I was sort of like the end of season five was a bit quiet for me. So what got me was from midway through season five to midway through season six. So those 10 episodes, yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, so it kind of makes sense. But if I had yeah. if I had gone one or two more episodes into six, I would have been fine. You would have been fine, yeah, yeah. definitely. Because I think it was around five. Is that where Arya is? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. She's sort of on her faces, quest yeah, with no faces, yeah the faces. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. The second time I watched that because I told you I went through and watched yeah. everything from beginning to end for the second time. Yeah, right. Uh, and I found that story actually quite interesting. Yeah, the second time. But the first time, you're like, I did, what is going on? Yeah, and the reason why it was more interesting is because you actually pick up on the no faces earlier on in the mm, series. They right. just pop up here and there, right. or references to. Well, that's the great, that's the beauty of the the epic scale of this story, that each character has a massive arc, you know, massive arc, and they go through good times, bad times, and other times, you know, torture <laughs> and everything, right? Everything. Yeah. And uh, they each have their own journey. And when you first start watching Game of Thrones, you don't really know the characters unless you've read the books, of course, yeah. which I hadn't. Yeah. So I had to learn about the characters on TV, you know. So by episode, by season three and four, you started to get used to who, you know, their arc and what they might do in the future and what they've done and blah blah blah, what kind of person they are, whether they're good or evil, and hmm. and so forth. And and so watching that again from season one, where you already know the end game, yes. like say, for, well, we can only go up to well, up season to, seven, yeah, yeah is. Would, is going to be so rewarding yeah, to watch that all again because you know where they end, you know. Let's say for oh, I can't even talk about it, can I? <laughs> <laughs> no. But I, I could easily watch this again in a couple of years uh, and watch the whole series. Mm. And they've already, they're already talking that. about um, creating uh, another Game of Thrones spin-off. Right. That looks like it's, it looks like it's going to be a prequel set like 10,000 years. Yeah, right, so completely before. different. Completely different, yeah. but again, because of the because they know what universe they're in now, they'll be able to throw, you know, little bits and pieces in there hmm. um, and then you'll understand how that came about. So, yeah, should be anyway, fun. Anyway, I apologize to all our listeners that had to put up with me going me me me. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm over it. It's <laughs> yeah. done. You're on the bandwagon. Look at all you people yeah, on the bandwagon. Yeah, yeah. I'm so on the bandwagon. <laughs> I've got the bumper sticker. Yeah. yeah. But that's great cuz now you now you're going to come in fresh which oh. I, I'm pretty sure they're going to be doing week by week releases. Yeah, it'll be yeah, it'll be week by week. There's only 7, but they're all like hour 10, hour 15, hour 20. Yeah. And they are, will all be like Lord of the Rings and Two Towers every single episode. So you'll have the same pain as everybody else. Imagine if they put in like a mid-season break and yeah. said, oh, we'll come back in 12 weeks. Yeah, See you yeah. later. Well, the funny thing is that we're used to that. We grew up on that kind of television, right? Samantha, yeah. my daughter, she is a binge watcher. She only watches things and binges them. Yes. So this will be, and she's up to date as well, right? So yeah. she's up to season seven. Oh, yeah. And she's yeah. binged the whole lot in like six weeks or something. Yeah. She hasn't done much. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, so she is actually going to really struggle watching it week by week. It is hard. It's yeah. a feeling that you just don't want – like, you know, there are some things on, say, Netflix, uh, like Shooter, that was coming out week by week. Yeah. And I had to get used to it again and I didn't yeah. like it. Well, Shooter is the sort of TV show you just want to binge, right? Just give me the whole lot and I'll decide. Yeah, because you have to I think a whole lot. <laughs> Game of Thrones, are you kind of bow down to them? You're like, okay, <laughs> whatever you want, however you <laughs> want me to consume me it. Yeah. However you want me to con- for me to consume this, 
Just <laughs> yeah. let me know. You know? Uh, even if they re-released uh, every episode as a podcast or like an audio book, you could just listen to the TV show. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. just the audio, just, yeah. I'll just rip it. Like no changes, just rip yeah. it. That would That'd be, be one of the biggest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to do that with movies all the time. Yeah? Yeah, Child's Play was one of my biggest ones. Uh, Married with Children. I used to um, get my cassette tape, press record and put it up next to the television speaker. <laughs> then I'd put it on my Walkman. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And, uh, you know, back in the days you had your headphones, but that was the, the sort of steel headband with the tiny little um, speakers on the side. Yeah. So I'd rip off those speakers from the steel headband and I'd put them up my shirt, down my, under my, like completely up my shirt, down my arm, so this is winter, and then I'd hold the speaker in my hand and in class I would lean against my hand like I was listening but bored and I would just, while they're talking about, now, you know, if you want to do Pythagoras theorem and whatever, and I'd be sitting there listening to Al Bundy, oh Peggy. My God. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you were like an audio Iron Man. Yeah, I, like, I was audio books. Yeah. Um, like creating my own audio books. Yeah, interesting. Uh, way. Obsessive, like, but interesting. Yeah, but also the way <laughs> that I was listening to it, I don't think many people were doing mm. back then. That's a great idea. Well, you know. Million dollar idea, billion dollar idea. Uh, it's been done by now. No, oh, so. yeah. Audio big books are a pretty big thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I'll just throw another TV show out there for me. Uh, I started watching um, uh, Sex Education. Uh, yeah, okay. Which is a Netflix program. Now, uh, let's not lie about this. You started mm-hmm. watching it because it had sex in the title. 100, 100%. Good. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, there's, there's no point shying away from it. That's why everyone else is watching it. No, I, to be honest with you, um, there's a little bit of that, of course. But, no, I read something good about it, actually. I, I read that um, you should check it out. About so sex. Once I had one... Sex once, is great. You don't have to read about it. You know, <laughs> once I heard one good positive review about it, I'm like, okay, cool, that's all I need, <laughs> that's right? It. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was from Netflix. <laughs> so... Um, for those who don't know what we're talking about, it's a um, an English TV show. Like I'd say it's a comedy, drama, yep. dramedy, I guess, uh, about a bunch of kids at school. Um, <clears throat> and it stars uh, Asa, yeah, Asa Butterfield, okay. um, who's the main teenager. And the, the real turn here is Gillian Anderson or Gillian Anderson yeah. from um, X, X-Files. X-Files, yeah. She's unreal. Yeah. She's, have you seen it? Uh, the X Files I have, but um, no. Sex Ed. I've no. been too busy watching after Porn Ends Three. Uh, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> uh, yeah, so look, it's pretty good actually. It's it uh, holds nothing back. It's all very uh, language nudity is all there in front of you, mm. but um, it's it's really good. I, I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, I think it's really well done, and uh, basically, um, Gillian Anderson plays um, a sex therapist. And okay. her son, Asa Butterfield, has to put up with her isms at home. And she's very free with the world and, you know, yeah. she walks around in a robe and she's... I like got, that because she's a strong woman. She's very strong in this, yeah. extremely strong. So he's just like, oh, my God, mom. But then anyway, <laughs> and the short of it is he goes to school and realises he's got the same talent as mum. But yeah. he has no education. He has never had sex before. Yeah, right. But he can talk to talk. He can talk to talk. And then uh, one of his friends catches on to that and they monetize it at school. And, uh, and it goes from there. Oh, stop there, mate. You've sold me. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I, I liked it. you got to like Pommy Humor a little bit. Uh, yep. And it's pretty in your face, so be careful who you watch it with. Yeah. You know? I didn't realize it was Pommy. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, and she's amazing. Big plus. Yeah. 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 I, mean, I love her. Well, can I meet you with some TV? 
Sure. So speaking of going back and watching something, I did something for the first time in my life. And stick with me here. If you could go but what do you count as your formative years? Like which decade? If you said I'm a uh, kid, because I hear people say I'm a, like say I'm a nineties kid, oh, yeah, but yeah, they yeah. mean they're born in the nineties. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm an eighties kid. You're an eighties born kid. in the seventies. Born in the seventies, yeah. Hmm. So I'm a late eighties, early nineties yeah, kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, born in the seventies. Thank you. It's great, Jim. Yeah. Um, so there aren't many things that are left from your decade that are, let's say, like you had Seven Up. It's a drink you've never had it before, and someone comes up and they got a can of Seven Up that is from that that era. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, wow, I can actually taste how it was back then. Yeah. First time in my life. How many of those types of things? Can you relive from your childhood that you've never had before? You knew about it. It was mm. huge. I can't think of anything. And it's hard because mm. generally you would have watched it or had played with it, it or, you know, whatever, right? <laughs> whatever, yeah. Um, and it's hard to get any of those things that still exist. Mm. So I went back and watched for the first time in my life Seinfeld. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. From beginning to end in about probably about a month. Okay. Yeah. Easy episodes, 22 minutes each. Yeah. Uh, and at their height, they sort of reached about 22 to 23 episodes per season. They went nine seasons. And uh, like, you know, it's not like I hadn't ever seen an episode before. Of course I had. And because it's in everyone's lexicon growing up, I knew all about, um, you know, the Soup Nazi yeah. uh, and those sort of episodes. The Juju Mint. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I knew all about those. Yeah. Um, but I could never really piece them into a storyline or, mm. or anything like that. So sorry, you'd never seen it before. So I'd, or no, you'd seen so I'd seen an episode yeah, maybe yeah, here yeah, yeah. or there. Yeah. But, I, you know, I'd never seen a full episode. Wow. I just wow. had it been on. Because, and you know this about me, if I, if I get into something, I'll believe in it. And that would also mean that I'll sort of hate what is the opposite of that. So, yeah. for instance, I'm, I was Tupac growing up and I never listened to Biggie. And obviously biggest mistake in my life because... I'm just rediscover. Well, I'm discovering Biggie at the moment. Yeah, and I was like, "What was I doing?" <laughs> like, Tupac's great, but why couldn't I like Tupac and Biggie? Yeah, that was exactly. so good. Yeah, but of course you, just, you can. Yeah, but every, everything back then was always this versus oh, this. Of course, of course. I was a Friends fan, uh, huge Friends fan, and I just couldn't sell out to. I don't know what. What was I? <laughs> what were they, You know, they really got me the marketing. Yeah, yeah. But, well, because uh, Seinfeld said in New York as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 So uh, anyway, so it wasn't uh, like even LA versus New York or something. No, it, was it wasn't. Just, no, yeah. it was maybe maybe not upper side and. and I, I can tell you, I think that Seinfeld played a little bit older in comparison to Friends. Yep. So maybe that was something for you way back when. Yeah, maybe, maybe you yeah. were not too young, of course, but you just weren't that interested because it was playing a bit older, and the humor's you know. Yeah. Um, situational humour and sure. I don't know. Anyway, so but, it was but, a great ride, or it was a, it was a fantastic ride, and uh, you know what? I I can't answer the question which do I like more now, because it's just so ingrained in me that I love Friends yeah. that it's hard to say. But I love Seinfeld, I really do. Yeah. Um, there there are like you do with any series. If you watch um, you know season one through to season nine, you get to see an arc that necess- wasn't necessarily intentional. Yeah. Because they grow, obviously, year by year. The binge allows you to see that. Yeah, yeah. They, they change the way it's they shoot things. Yep. Like one of the things I noticed is that there was one particular camera that was always out of focus. Right. It was just, yeah, and it was like, 
why don't they move that dude to another camera or something? I just understand why that camera was always out of focus. But the funny thing is that um, when back then when we were watching it on our 4 by 3 cathode road tube televisions, yeah, yeah. you couldn't tell. It was actually, it was all out of, it was all blurred anyway. It was all a bit right? blurry, yeah. So when we're watching them now in high definition, you can pick up these kind of things. Yeah, it was crazy. But it was like the same cameraman, just yeah. of his depth of field was just wrong all the time. Yeah, yeah. He needed um, glasses or his glasses were out of yeah. prescription or something. <laughs> uh, and, some, and, and some of the things that early on in the season, I think Kramer said something about um, that he's a shower man because he doesn't want to bathe in all of the like crap that, you know, all the um, uh, diseases and that that are in baths. Yeah. But then like a couple of seasons later, his whole arc is about how he's a bath man. Right. And <laughs> he's in a spa and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> uh, little things like that that you notice that it doesn't bother me, but you just pick up on it that you probably wouldn't remember. And then obviously what you would have picked up on is, is because what, what's the, um, what are the, what's the era? It's, Oh, gee, is it 90... It's 90s, yeah. 90... Oh, late, to late 90s. Uh, 98, I think, it finished. Yeah, so maybe 91 to 98 or yeah. 92, whatever it is, yeah. So you would have obviously seen technology of the 90s yeah. thick and fast in every episode, right? Yeah, and, and uh, the growth of technology... Even uh, within that. Within that. Yeah. Uh, it, so the best way, example of that is, you know, right at the beginning, it was, uh, okay, we want to go to the cinema and they're on the phone to each other. Um meet me at the corner of this and this at this time. Yeah. Because they only had landlines. That's how they, could, that's how they do it. That's, that's how it. we do it. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're at a Chinese restaurant and uh, George is waiting for a call and someone keeps going on to the public phone that's there and that's the whole yeah. sort of episode. And you're like, well, that's yeah. not a – later on in like 97, it wasn't a thing because Kramer was carrying around a mobile phone. A mobile, yeah. But um, still pre-social. Yeah. Far out. So you're, you're reliving something that – um, yeah, it's part of your your life, your, yeah. your upbringing that you just never had a thought you were going to think about again for the first time. Yeah, right. I wouldn't mind. I might do a similar thing. Actually, I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine to kind of fall asleep to as my own television show that I just watch on my own. You know, quick, yeah. easy, fun. You can fall asleep. It doesn't really matter too much, you know. But I wouldn't. I might move on to Seinfeld when I'm up to date. Yeah, I, I ended up really. I've disliking... seen a lot of episodes, by the way. I've seen heaps, but you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, you know all about the um, finale, like the the furor around the because they're saying it's one of the worst f- uh, finales of any series ever. And no, I, I to be honest with you, I probably didn't see the last season or two. Yeah, I, I was definitely an early adopter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's funny because I I grew. Uh, I won't ruin it for you because it's actually you want to see it for the first time if you don't if you're not mm. aware of it. But I grew to dislike George a lot. Oh right. Um, okay. uh, you know what you liked about him early on became a bit more sinister. Yeah right. Rather like you know he was still doing similar things, but the situations just became slightly more sinister, and it really like showed how much of a a bad person he really was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and how he's enabled by his friends, well, and that really plays into the finale. Yeah, right. So, yeah, uh, when, when you get there, I'd love to have a whole conversation with you about it. Yeah, after, after uh, Pretty Woman, it's hard to look at him the same way, right? Yeah, see, I forgot that it was in Pretty Woman. Yeah. Um, but I had my first Seinfeld conversation with someone the other day. We're sitting down just having a, a beer and the, um, I just said, oh, I've been watching Seinfeld. And I said, oh, it's one of my favourite shows. So off we went. We're talking about the whole... Um, Hang on. Who were you having a beer with? Oh, I'll, yeah, I was playing golf. Don't worry. Oh, where was I? Not playing golf. 
Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> says the guy that I've seen a club in your hand like once in your lifetime, maybe twice. I can play. And you might have been chasing me one of those times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, no, it, we'll just talk about how, you know, we talked about things in your lexicon, you know, the whole you don't double dip. Yeah. And I forgot where it, it sort of Actually came from. originated from, yeah. And here it is in a Seinfeld episode yeah. and it was brilliant. Yeah. So. Yeah, no, it's great. I, I definitely like to uh, watch that. Uh, any more TV for you? Uh, sure. Um, the quick, uh, I saw the Punisher second season. Oh, yeah. Um, good the, or not good? Uh, so these are the two things about it. Uh, it's good and not good. Okay. It was a, um, a fast forward season for me. And you know what that means. Like for well, anyone out okay. there that doesn't know, I will uh, still watch something because there are threads within a season that I'm really interested in. So I will fast forward through all the stuff that I don't want to see yeah. because it's so obvious what they're talking about. There's no point. I don't want to see it. Yeah. Um, and that generally is conversations because in a show like this on Netflix, they want to spend their money on the action. Yeah. And unfortunately, what happens on the other side is they fill. They fill. Yeah. yeah. With conversations that don't matter. Like they yeah. try their best. Yeah. But I don't need to know any of that because I know what you're talking about. So I fast forward a lot. So I, I got through that season in about two days. Um, and there was 13 episodes that are an hour and a bit long. Oh, right. I just, yeah. And I say two days, like I watched them for maybe six hours in total. 13 episodes, wow. Yeah, so I just fast forwarded a load. Haven't they learned anything from themselves? <laughs> Netflix, yeah. like I think ten, eight to 10 episodes is perfect. Yeah. And do, a, do another season then. If well, they could have done that because yeah. the first, I think they added the, uh, three or four episodes on because the beginning sort of has its own, it's, it's how they kick off. What the season's about took about three episodes. Yeah, and then you're you're into what is you know. Anyway, the the, the second thing about it is that, um, and what is good is that I'm looking forward to season three. Okay, is because they um, sort of gave you a storyline. You're like, well, if this happens, I'm I'm in more than I am for season two. Okay, they finished season two, uh, sorry, for season one, where you're kind of on a downer. Like you're like, oh, well, he's just taking care of business, hmm. and that was about it. Now you're like, well, he's taking care of business. There's but a they've, greater purpose. Oh. Yeah, there, there's something else that could happen here. I'm mm. not going to rule it for anyone out there, but there's something else that could happen here. And if it happens, the acting is going to be brilliant. So let's mm. see what happens in season cool. three right. and whether that stays with Netflix because mostly all the other Marvels have been kicked off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll be interesting in yeah. itself. Um. Watch DC Titans, uh, oh, yeah. most of it, mm-hmm. and that's that's a pretty quick one. It's it's yeah, it's all right. I'm sure DC people will love it, which yeah. is great. Um, obviously, in this one, they they have a bit more sort of violence and swearing. It's not the cartoon. Yeah, it's not uh, a PG. It's definitely a MA, um, easily an MA with like all the blood and graphic yeah. violence. Uh, but again, I fast forwarded a fair bit through this. Because they need to feel just no one can help it. It's a TV show. They're not yeah. going to spend. This is why Game of Thrones is so great, is because even though they have a load of action, their feeling is so intriguing. Oh yeah. So, uh, um, yeah. Unfortunately, DC Titans can't feel that well. So watch it if you're a fan of DC Titans. Otherwise, you've how got many so many episodes is in that one? Uh, that is, I'm gonna. It's about ten. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember exactly. It's about ten. Um, and the last thing uh, I watched one episode of, uh, because I've been hearing about um, mm. uh, Marie Kondo. Oh, yeah. Tidying mm. up with Marie Kondo, who's uh, 
who's a Japanese woman who is all into um, keeping your house tidy, but it's not like a hoarder's. Yeah. It's all about um, uh, feeling Emotion. well. And what? Yeah, emotional. Oh, it's emotional. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it's all about feeling well in in within yourself and in yeah. your house, and that is projected through your clothes. So you know, you will hold a piece of clothing up, and if you don't automatically feel happiness by looking at this clothing, then you should never have it in your house. Yeah. And it's basically along that sort of line of things, and it, it is a little little new age. <clears throat> um, and uh, Marie Kondo doesn't speak uh, a lot a lot of English, so she has an interpreter there. But I think they do that really well with the show. Yeah. And uh, combination of subtitles and the interpreter. That's right. Yeah. Mm. And um, I'm I'm sold. Uh, I've been doing from one episode. I've been uh, doing my own um, clothes upstairs. Yeah, the way she folds stuff is really really handy and kind of cool. You know, yeah, make, it does make a it can make a difference. Yeah, we we were talking about our uh, kitchen the other day, and uh, my wife said, oh, "I don't know where to put this," and I said, "Well, let's get some baskets, and we'll just put things by size." That's what Marie Kondo does, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what she would do. So yeah, it's yeah. already like feeding, like I love it. Yeah, I think there's a certain audience out there for her. I think if, if you're into what Sean's talked about, definitely check it out. It's a lot of fun, um, interesting, yeah. uh, and somewhat emotional because they really do bring that into like the family, whoever she's helping out. And, yeah. Um, yeah, no, and, and I think you might be able to take something from it. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. If you're feeling slightly down, I, I you know, and you, you're trying different things in life, you might be going for walks, you might be not drinking alcohol anymore, that sort of stuff, right? Mm. Like I've, done, I've tried that a load of times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you uh, have failed, failed, yeah. failed. But, um, but, but this is just one of those other things you could try to, to try and, um, yeah, just get some of that happiness back because I really feel better from having a cleanse. Yeah. I'm not throwing out all my clothes, yeah. but I know that the clothes I have, I want to wear. I, my mind is free of clutter. Yeah, it comes down to the little things. You know, even when you're trying to shut your undies drawer or your t-shirt drawer, it won't shut because there's just shit in there, and you know, yeah. and you get frustrated by that. Yep. And that then builds up with something else where you walk into your dog's piss on the floor, for example, <laughs> and then you end up taking out it on your wife or your daughters or something. <laughs> I don't know. You know, all from a freaking undies drawer. <laughs> we can see what you went through on the long weekend. <laughs> Oh, did I say that out loud? Anyway, so that, that was my TV. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. You'll be happy to know with my movies. Yeah. Um, I'll knock over a few quick ones. Um, then we can just fly by. Yeah. Watched Aquaman for the second time. Yeah. Uh, and so the family hadn't seen that, so I had, but we watched that for the their first time, my second time. How was that for the second yeah, time? Good, good, yeah, good. Look, yep. The same. Same, good. It didn't go up, down, or it was just, I just enjoyed it as much. Um, yeah, it was all good. Um it's uh, exactly what we talked about on the show, which is it's a notch below Wonder Woman, uh, certainly bigger than um, you know Justice League, which I'm, we'll talk about a lot. Uh, I also watched um, Glass, which we hadn't mentioned on an episode, but we have talked about it, um, so but not officially on an episode, and and I enjoyed that. But I I'm still pondering to whether I actually really like the film or, or not. Yeah. I still don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm leaning towards that I liked it. But I, the, the the third act is still not sitting well with me. Anyway, that's my thoughts. Okay. Um, you'll be happy to know that I'll just have one more. I'll How did you say you're going to go into Justice League for a second? Or no, you said you spoke oh, about it. It'll come up in news. Okay, good. Because yeah. I've got something there for you as well. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so you'll be happy to know that I rented Halloween. 
Oh, yes. Yeah. You know what? I didn't even think you were going to say that. I thought you were about to say the writer. And I was about to hug you. Yeah, yeah. But no. no. We'll save that for another episode. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Where I have to rent it for you. Yeah, it'd have to be a pretty slow day for and me to be renting that. You sit you down and clockwork yeah, yeah. orange your eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Strap me down. Yeah, Halloween. I watched it and look, overall enjoyed it. Uh, I thought they did a really good job. Uh, they didn't reinvent anything really. They just, I guess, basically modernized or contemporized what we loved about the first two films. Yeah. And that's pretty much what they did. Yep. And with a nice little twist on the fact that, you know, they're older and, you know, all that, 20, uh, 40 years later or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise, you get what you kind of want. And that's what I've been saying a lot on this show and to, to you. And, you know, with these horror icons, stop trying to reinvent the wheel with, with Freddy or with Jason yeah. or with Michael. Just give us what we want. What which we is, loved about the originals. Exactly. Yeah. Don't try and trip it up too much Just and just modernise it so, or, or, you know, have a nice contemporary take on it or whatever. But anyway, I thought they did a really good job. I thought the music was great. I, I just really liked it, you know. Um, but again, I'm not the biggest Halloween fan, so um, I'm not going to be too picky with it, you know what I mean? I thought it was just really good. Yeah, cool. Uh, is that it? I've got more movies, but you, no, you, you go. You, you. No, no, you go ahead. No, please. Finish them. Go ahead. Really? Yeah. God, you're a nice guy, man. Do it. I don't want to cut in. Yeah. Right, so yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quick one. We, we just went back catalogue horror. It was like a Friday night cheese cheese fest, and we just, uh, the girls and I threw on Shark Night. Shark Night. Uh, yeah, we hadn't seen it for a while. We, we watched this together. What's Shark Night? Yeah, exactly, right? It's just a horror film. It was oh, like right. back in 3D days. And, you know, it came and went and no one cared. Yeah. And uh, But the reason why it's kind of fun for us is I think it was the first kind of horror movie that Emily, my youngest, watched with me at the movies. Because I think it may have been M-rated, but it was 3D and, you know, it still had gore, but it was like, you know, kind of fun gore if there's such a word, right? Anyway, so we watched that again, all three of us. And yeah. Yeah, look, it's it's still not great, but um, it was still <laughs> but it was still fun to watch, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, anyway, watch that. And the, the only one I've got, only other one I've got for you is uh, I rented The First Man, which, right. I, beat, which I missed at the cinema. I, yeah. I know you <laughs> saw it at the movies. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, I rented that and we watched that. And, um, yeah, look, I, I see why it is where it is within Oscars and stuff like that as well. Yeah. It's a good movie and it's really well done and Claire Foy is amazing. Yes. And the sound engineering is amazing in that film. Other than that, it's yeah, it's good. I, I'd almost prefer to see Apollo thirteen, but yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but it's good. Yeah, and I, I, I hear all the noise about uh, Claire Foy in this, but after watching two seasons of The Crown, maybe it's because she's so brilliant in yeah. The Crown that this one I just felt was Ooh, a run of the mill. Yeah, for, yeah, exactly. So maybe it was a really good performance, but I, I personally, I just can't see see why the everyone's making such a big deal about it when you know you've got yeah. loads of other um, actresses. Out there. Look, I think it's been nominated for the right categories, which is sound. Yeah, and that's it. Mm. I think other than that, it's um, it's in the right place. Anyway, but I did enjoy it. That's good. But look, it's an adult drama, you know. So about a historical event. So. You know, if you're not into adult dramas, very serious, you probably won't like this film. Yeah, it's right. two twenty. You know, but uh, yeah. But other than that, it's, it's actually filmed really well. Like it's, it's quite quite clever. Yeah, the scenes shot in space, quite beautiful. Yeah, 
Yeah. And the only other thing that I didn't mind was their um, perspective. And a lot of their perspective is is from um, um, Armstrong, through the eyes of Armstrong. So inside the, um, the, uh, the, the ship, Apollo uh, 11 or whatever it was. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and you don't see from outside too much. You just feel what he would have felt. And I did like that perspective. Yeah. I thought that was quite cool. And that's where the sound comes into it because it yeah. was quite uh, clever how they did that. Kind of made you feel like, man, if how did you know? I would hate to be in. Yeah, doing definitely. This. You know, know, it was crazy. <laughs> yeah, it seems like being a national, it's really cool and all yeah, that sort yeah, of stuff. No, but you, no, you're thrown you. into this tin box. Yeah. You're like, no, thank you. <laughs> um, so, what did you watch last night again? Last night. Yeah. Um, I last night I didn't watch anything. Oh, okay. Well, it might be slightly mad at me then. Because um, I had a last minute run to the um, cinema. Oh, you didn't tell me? It was it was very late at like late in the day, and I just went. You know what? I want to go, and I purposely didn't uh, call because I wanted to see this film by myself. What movie are you talking about? What movie do you think I'm going to talk about? <laughs> uh, Green Book. <laughs> no, I would have ta- I would have gone that one with you. Um, oh, yeah, you it, bastard. Yeah. <laughs> the mule. The mule. <laughs> God damn it! I wanted. I just wanted to be like complete. I, I went and sat down almost near the front as well because yeah. there were people at the back. Um, I was in Cinema Five again uh, in a particular um, you know cinema that we go to. So I had the egg stain, and because it's shot a lot in the day, <laughs> the egg stain this time showed up all the way down. It is disgusting. Oh, like it showed the whole time. Like how did how did they let this go on? Uh-huh. I'm asking you. Oh, I, I, I don't know. Don't know, mate. You happen to know people yes, you know, in the know. No, I'm, fr- I'm I'm as frustrated by that as you. Oh, yeah. It's it's just the biggest stain, and I sat there and uh, for a little while it was getting on my nerves. But then yeah, you, let's you not know, even talk about the smells. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, my seat was kind of wet when yeah. I went in, so it was a bit weird. Um, but anyway, the mule, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, what you Bradley think? Cooper, Lawrence Fishburne, Michael Pena. The, the genre is up your alley as well. I, I yeah. know you, you like that kind of genre. Well, yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I love anything to do with um, sort of the inner workings of a cr- criminal uh, gang. Mm. That's pretty good. Uh, I also like, yeah, the, the old man tale. Yep. Um, you know, the what haven't I done in the past? What should I do now? Uh, you know, so the, the mesh of those two was really good. And Clint Eastwood, as you know, he does set up his own sort of worlds in each one. It's, it feels like a... It's a real old man's America. Yeah, okay. Each time he, he does this. And, uh, you know, the, the dialogue that he has is all based... It's pretty similar, actually, the dialogue to um, Gran Torino. Right. When, you know, um, uh, sort of... Uh, I can't remember what, what were the, um, the people that moved in next door. They were like, uh, Cambodian, maybe? Or? No, they were maybe Vietnamese. Vietnamese. Yeah. So... You know, throughout this film, he's meeting different um, ethnicities. My teeth won't let me say this. <laughs> I'm not going to help you on this my one. Ethnicities. You went too too. I said one too many titties. I've been watching after porn ends three, so naturally. Anyway, different races of people have been coming up. So the dialogue will sort of feed in, and one of the pieces of dialogue is he you know he pulls over just to help um uh, a black family and 
as he's trying to help them. He's all lovely, everything's nice. And he says it without really realizing. He's like, you know, oh, I just want to, I just want to help, uh, you know, the Negroes out sort of thing. And they both stopped and look at him and, he, and he's looking at them like, what are you talking about? You can grab that tire, I'll help you change the tire sort of thing. And they're like, um, actually, we, we don't like, you can't really say the word Negro. We like black or just people. Uh. <laughs> and, he's, and he's like, huh, all right yeah. then, let's change his tire. You know? But he had loads of those moments. Yeah, in right. Um, so he was really laying that on thick. But that's my, I'm picking at it. I really love this movie. I yeah. really, really did. Uh, you know, it's just the story of a guy who's fallen out of touch with his family and um, through through the reasons, I guess, of being a bad f- father, husband, that sort of stuff. Um, you know, he's 90 years old or whatever he is. I just find that amazing that yeah, he can still yeah. do all these scenes and, and be well, convincing. Like directing and, and probably wrote, wrote it. Yeah, Everything. it was yes. produced. It was about eight producers, but he was one of the yeah. producers on it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's good. Hey? And how, like I, as it's been laid on thick on this podcast, I, I was emotionally affected by the trailer. Yeah. Um, is it, is, is that, does that emotion carry throughout the film or it's not, it's just the way that trailer was cut? Do you know, uh, there, uh, I teared up once mm. and teared cried one, yeah. once. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, and not for reasons I think you'll be going in for. Right. Okay. That's as much as I'll um, say about that because I don't want to ruin it for for you, especially you, but mm. anyone else listening because it's you know only been out for a week or so. Okay. Uh, but um, what you see in a trailer is what the film's about. Yeah. So it's not like it's leading you down a path, but there are hidden layers throughout this that um, uh, that really uh, hit you in the, the cockles of the heart. Right. <laughs> For the right people. Yeah, okay. Like my wife would have went to it and maybe might have got a little bit teary, but percentage chances are that, no, she wouldn't have. Well, I think that's it, man. I mean, you know, you'll love this movie. You you know what you're walking into, so you know whether you'll like this kind of film or not. You know? Yeah. I know I'm going to like this film, yeah. even if it's not the best film. Yeah. And yeah. It, look, it's not the best film. Yeah, yeah. It is just a great, solid film. Yeah. And so much so, like this is how much people want to work with um, Clint Eastwood. Fishburne, um, Michael Pena, especially, yeah. and especially Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper yeah. are in this, and they play the most standard characters. I was really surprised to see Bradley Cooper in there, but clearly, yeah. to your point, you just if Clint rings you up and says, "Hey, listen, I've got a, pa- a role yeah. or a part in mind for you," you say, "Sure." And it is great that <laughs> uh, that Bradley um, plays this role. It is good, but yeah, really, anyone could have done it. He just adds a little bit. Oh, you know, I've just seen the yeah. Star Is Born, so yeah, just <laughs> after his, face his again. turn in the Star <laughs> yeah. Is Born, don't tear up. I know. <laughs> Uh, um, <laughs> 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 uh, he's even supporting a Bradley Cooper from A Star Is Born beard at the moment, Sean. Yeah, yeah, was uh, getting there anyway. Oh me, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Um, anyway, so go and see, if you're thinking of seeing it, go and see it at cinema. Support it. Support Clint Eastwood while he's still alive. Think about yeah, that. Think yeah, this guy's yeah, yeah. ninety. Honestly. Yeah. Any day this guy could drop. And you wanted to say that you saw the last film that he made at the cinema because he is just um, uh, absolutely oh, awesome. Well, he's a living legend still. And, and when he does pass, if he ever does, um, you know, he's done over 140 films that will be celebrated. Yeah. Um, unlike anyone we've ever seen, you know. Um, yeah. 
he's larger than life like Robin Williams was, you know. So. Remember that film with um, Kevin Costner, Perfect World? Yes. It's but... kind of like that's the feeling I get okay. from this film. That's where it's a, it's, it's, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's lovely. Anyway, go and see it. You need to go and see it when you can. Cool. Any other movies for you? No, I uh, I did. <laughs> I was doing Seinfeld. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Punisher and all that. It was a big TV. Month. Uh, yeah, month, yeah. All right, we're going to move on. We're going to move on to another segment we like to call News It Happens. This podcast is sponsored by Man Present. Ever struggled to buy a man a present? Want to get a present that is universally loved? Who the hell doesn't. It's usually so bloody hard, right? Socks and ties are lame, gift vouchers suck, and flowers will not be well received. Well, all your man gifting worries are a thing of the past with manpresent.com. Manpresent is a gift box delivery service that lovingly sends classy gift boxes of Cuban cigars and single malt whiskey to the man who deserves a touch of class. Whether it's a wedding, a new father, a birthday, or just because they deserve a gift, Use manpresent.com for the win. With boxes starting at $69, it has never been easier to be a gifting king. Simply visit manpresent.com and ensure you use the coupon code OFFTOPIC, all one word for 5% off your order. Manpresent.com. Man gifting made easy. News. It happens. Jason, what's happening in the world today? look, I don't want to bog us down here, but it has been a month or so since we've looked at news. And guess what? What? It has happened. (laughs) There has been stuff that's happened in the last 30 days. But if you don't have subscriptions to news channels, does it really happen? Not really. Because you're like, if a tree falls in a forest. Yeah. yeah, I live in a bubble, so what? (laughs) Now, listen, uh, we'll do a bit of um, DC news, okay? Now, the reason why, we don't always have to go down DC route, but there's been a bit happening at the moment. There has been, yeah. So we need to... We need to get it out. shaking it out, people. We need to shake it out. (laughs) Okay, so first things first. Yes. The Batman. The Batman. The Batman has uh, moved from 2020... To June 25, 2021. Okay. So we have a date. Yes. We have a locked in. Amazing. I can't wait. June 25, 2021 is it. What are you doing June 25, 2020? One. One. Watching the Batman. (laughs) Well, you could be sitting there a year before going, I can't wait. It's a year (laughs) out. Woo. (laughs) Now, there's some good news and bad news here. All right. Okay. Good news. Matt Reeves is still attached to direct. It's his baby. Warner Brothers have said, there you go. They've given him extra time. I like that. Okay, good. Right? So he's got to make the film he wants, and that's yeah. really important to me. Second good news is he has this um, somewhat of an origin film. I know that's a bit you know, nasty to say these days, but yeah. it's, a, it's a film where it's a younger Batman and he's got a, a little bit more film noir and he's going to really tap into the, the greatest detective that we know that so he is. So is this going to be like a young detective story and yeah. then it comes into Ben Affleck or? So I'm trying to let you down gently here, but the bad news is Ben Affleck is not the Batman. What? He's wished Matt Reeves the best <laughs> with the project and can't wait to see it. He has um, hung up the the, the bat cow. suit. Yeah, the cow, yeah. 
He's uh, that's it done. We're done with the old wise cranky Batman, which was Batfleck. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, I don't, look, I, I've been on record to say Batfleck was my favorite Batman. Yeah, but. But what I'm really keen for here is I really like where he's going with this story. You know, uh, Batman's always been the world's greatest detective. He hasn't got superpowers. He's just a great detective with a lot of money, right? Yeah. We've never really seen him. The closest we ever got to doing the detective work was probably the Nolan stuff, you know? Yeah. But even then, it was still wasn't really, you know, touching that as much as what I'd like. So I think they're going to go deep on that one. But... You know, obviously you had um, Thor, two films, and then they sort of reinvent the same character, the, yeah. the same sort of actor yeah. in a different genre almost. It could have done that with Ben Affleck. Sure, but, but then yeah, Matt Reeves has got a young Batman in mind. And yeah. I, I think Ben Affleck is fine with it. Now, what, what's the... What and he's the also sh- going through his own personal issues, sure. it seems like. The shame of it is we didn't get Ben Affleck's a solo Ben Affleck as Batman film. That's yeah. shit to me. Yeah, you know, it was obviously Batman vs Superman, which is close as what we got. We saw a fair bit of him there. Justice League was just a write off, and he was in Suicide Squad for a bee's dick, right? So, do you know what they should do before they make oh well, make the the new Batman for twenty twenty one in twenty twenty June twenty fifth? <laughs> uh. They should do what twenty four used to do in between seasons. And release a okay. short film. Yeah. Basically is what they did, like a 10 to 15 minute piece to link the seasons together to say this is what Jack Bauer's been doing in between. But make it as good as they would any film. Mm. It'd be the most watched 10 minute piece that Warner Brothers has probably put out and yeah. it's what's happening to this Batman. Well, I think um, you know Warner Brothers need to get their shit together on this film rather than little 10 minute things, but I think it's a good idea. But yeah. Anyway, we have to we have to get over it. We have to move on well, from yeah. Ben Affleck. Don't have a choice. That's great. <clears throat> no, but um, other news with DC, which is kind of all right too. I'm kind of feeling good about this one, and that is the Suicide Squad, which uh-huh. is the working title for Suicide Squad Two. What yeah. they've done there is they've added a the, <laughs> just like Batman. They've added the Batman and yeah. the Suicide Squad. Are they revamping all those guys as well? Well. Well, it's a bit grey. But yeah. good, here's the good news: is that um, release date is going to be August sixth, twenty twenty one. So two months after the Batman yep. will be the Suicide Squad, right? Yeah. All good. Director is written by, penned by James Gunn. Okay. Well, obviously, Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy. and had that whole Marvel shit. Yep. Disney shit. Sorry. Uh, and now he's he's penning it. Now they've just confirmed, like literally yesterday, that he's also now directing. Ah, yeah, great. Now, and this is the grey area. We're not sure whether it's going to have the same characters or whether it will be almost a reboot straight away. A different Suicide Squad. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess it it is interchangeable if... I guess it is, yeah. Just pick your weapon from Arkham Asylum, but yeah, yeah. Um, Anyway, look, I'm I'm okay okay with that. I think it's in the hands of a great director, Um, has potential. I wouldn't mind seeing, you know, the likes of Will Smith still being Deadshot. I thought he was good. Yeah. I thought yeah. the characters, for the most part, in the first one were, were actually sorry. The actors yeah. were actually pretty good. Yeah, you know, I think it was the whole story that kind of just needed more Jared Leto. Yeah, I know it's an opinion <laughs> that people aren't completely on board with. But I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. I'm on board. Um, so, still connected slightly to, um, I guess, all things superhero kind of, yeah. and that's Zack Schneider. Yeah. Okay. 
Right. I've got a DC thing if... if oh, uh, chuck it in. Because then it goes to Zack Snyder, which you can... Look at, it's just amazing, right? Yeah. Maybe we should talk beforehand. Uh. <laughs> but uh, uh, Kevin Smith just uh, went over to England to do some Star Wars stuff, whatever mm. he was doing over there. While he was there, um, the same special effects guys and all that that were doing the, what he, whatever project, project he was on um, had also worked on the Justice League. Mm. They, because of the visual effects sort of business yeah. had to seal the storyboards they said to him that before that film was released or finished and cut and put out they saw the storyboards for the trilogy that was planned yeah schneider's trilogy schneider's tr- trilogy yeah. but, but not even schneider uh the guy that wrote it uh, and the creator of it so schneider was going to film it Right. But it was the, I can't think of the guy's name, but um, he, he's had more of a hand in actually this is the way the story and the arc's going to go. Yeah. It would have been amazing from what I heard. Mm. And uh, I'm really upset that it didn't go that way. And because of everything that happened, obviously, unfortunately, with Schneider having to leave for, um, you know, family things. Yeah. Uh, and then they came in with someone else and then recut it. And what? more than ever do we need to see what the Schneider cut yeah, no, right. Of Justice League would have been because apparently there are loads of arcs in there that would have given hints to what to what was going to yeah. um, come. Yeah, yeah, look, it really upsets me actually because what from my take on all of that because I watched the the same thing with um, Kevin Smith. What really upsets me is that we had something really solid there. Obviously, you he, actually watched Fat yeah. Man Beyond. Yeah. Oh right. Um, yeah, and we had something really solid there, and. While not everyone agreed with the Zack Schneider universe that he created with Man of Steel, BVS, yep. we're now looking back at those films and we're quite respectful of them, you know? Yeah. So who knows what, what that trilogy could have been, right? But what happened through my eyes, I reckon, is is obviously the family issue had come and he had to do what he had to do, of course. Warner Brothers Suits saw that as an opportunity to, to redirect from the Schneider universe, which was... People were still up in air about they were they weren't on board exactly. They're like, oh, I don't know what I think about this, blah blah blah. Yeah. And obviously, on the opposite end, the other spectrum, you had Marvel doing all these home runs with light comedy, right? Yeah. We, we all know the story. And the Deadpool came out, which was comedy. So it was that suits opportunity or one of other suits opportunity to redirect Justice League. They got Joss to come in and do Justice League. Yeah. And and this is what we've got, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And the story arc that Sean's talking about sounds amazing, you know. Um, it's much more into the dark side and and stuff like that. Dark seed, I think it's. It and yeah, and uh, I'm really upset about it because now yeah we just have a Justice League that means absolutely nothing. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Take it or leave it. Yeah. I still enjoy watching it, but uh, yeah, it doesn't mean anything as part of the universe. No. And now Warner Brothers have gone on a completely different route of just doing these kind of standalone spin-offs, yeah. which we're yet to be able to judge, I guess. But yeah. looking at the Joker and, and Birds of Prey, they look very independent um, angle, which that could work. I'm okay with that. Yeah. As long as I think story and character are first, that'd be nice. You know? Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, uh, very interesting. Justice League as a trilogy was there, story, fully storyboarded. Yeah. Mm. Upsetting. Now, speaking of Zach, uh, he obviously um, has had two years off to do with the family tra- tragedy, but he's getting the inkling again to get back on the horse and direct, and obviously he has a lot of um, you know, built-up energy towards the yeah. world, I think, and he has chosen his project – and what is that? Netflix have funding a zombie picture for him. Oh, yeah. That he wants to do. Now, 
That could suit him well. Oh, yeah. Now, let me tell you. So it's called <laughs> Army of the Dead. I'm already excited. Yeah. Right? And Netflix is giving him full license. There's the money. Do what you want. They seem to do that a lot, don't they? Yeah, which is yeah. great, right? That's what we want. But here's the thing for people who aren't, who don't know this. Zack Schneider's very first film was Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. And to my day, my, my knowledge, one of the greatest remakes of all time. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it was I a very love the one, original yeah. Dawn of the Dead. And this was a slightly different take, full homage and very current for its time. Yeah. And still scary today. And just balls to the wall, right? I'm hoping we get something like that with Army of the Dead. And I'll be very, very, very happy. That would be amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really happy with that. And he'll just be able to express himself through hardcore horror. <laughs> um, speaking of zombies, Zombieland 2 started filming. Tap, tap. Uh, Tap, yeah, double tap. <laughs> tap, tap. Uh, and they've added uh, Rosario Dawson to the cast as well, which is already oh, okay. a very impressive cast. Yeah. I love Rosario Dawson. Yeah. And um, from Clerks to Fame. And, I was and that's that. the last yeah. thing I think I saw her in. Yeah. Properly. Yeah, she was in, uh, oh, she's been in a few Quentin Tarantino films and um, she was amazing in Will Smith with Will Smith in Seven Pounds. Yeah. I don't really remember. Remember? Yeah. I think she's in. Um, was she in like Daredevil? Yes. Yeah, she, she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the TV series. Yeah, yeah, yeah she was. Yeah. She played the doctor. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there's, there's that. Zombieland Two, one of my favourite blips on the radar. Um, this one's for you, my friend. Okay. Uh, Chucky, Child's Play. Yeah. Oh, and as you know, I'm I personally I'm all over this one. Oh, you, oh do you want to talk about? It? No, no, about no, no. You've you've got news. I just want to. I want to hear it. Come okay. through my, my interpretation of this is obviously they wanted to do a reboot of Chucky as a film, which we've talked about, and that was the one with Aubrey Plaza, and it's just stopped before it. It's kind of fizzed before it's even been released, right? Yeah. And it's going to be a DTV, and yeah, I mean, yeah, really, yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, but what they're doing is Sci-Fi Channel. Not sure how I feel about that, but that's, that's someone yeah. who uh, want to throw some money at the property and make it a TV series yeah. and just kind of have a different spin on it. So what, it may not be the Chucky doll that we know and love. It could be just, you know, yeah. a take on it. Um, yeah, so next time you see Chucky, other than a DTV with the new film, is on TV on Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah, great. More Chucky. Happy? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, very happy. Yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of TV shows, Starship Troopers will get its own TV series. Star Trek. Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. Yeah, the 90s. Um, yes, of course, with Casper yeah. Van Dien. Yes. Casper, yeah. is he coming Denise back? Denise Richards and directed by Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. Um, oh, look, I, I don't know, but I can tell you something. I, I'm going to say no. Okay. I don't know. But one thing's been confirmed. Is Starship Troopers TV show will be PG. Oh. Bum, bum. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the first thing I think about is going, hang on. Oh, the Paul Verhoeven version was like hardcore sci-fi at the yeah. time, you know, gore and sex and sex. all that I was going to say, yeah. you need all of those all things. All of that, yeah. yeah, that's what we love. Anyway, that looks like that's what they're doing. And I'm like, oh, PG is not the right way to go. Yeah. And 
I'll of course I'll watch one or two episodes, but mm. I'm, not, I'm not looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, another one is a big one for Ghostbusters fans. Um, I'm not the biggest Ghostbusters fan. But I, I don't mind them. Uh, so Ghostbusters three was teased as a teaser trailer out of nowhere the other day, uh, a week ago. And now what's interesting about this project is it's directed by Jason Reitman. Yes. Um, who's a wonderful um, independent director. Um, uh, given us such films like Juno and um, Are the Air Up There. Is that what it's called? No. Um, yeah, with George Clooney. Sorry, Up in the yeah. Air. Up in the Air. Uh, yeah, and is the son of Ivan Reitman, yeah. who directed Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Yeah. So, yeah, really interesting. And, and you know, they're kind of not ignoring the female version that came out with the um, Paul Fig one the other year. Yeah. But he's basically doing it in the same world as, as the original Ghostbusters. As the original, so yeah. And he's Ghostbusters it's 3. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, he tweeted out... Uh, the, the the line basically just saying, um, Dad gave me the keys to the car. Yeah, nice. And then the trailer was there. Unreal. And yeah, so if you haven't seen the trailer, if you yeah. get to it. But yeah, yeah it just goes into this big barn and eventually you see the um, the ectoplasma, or it's called yeah. ecto, whatever. Pla- plasm, ecto. plasma. <laughs> uh, yeah. The car. Look, I'm like, I actually didn't mind the, um, the Paul Fig one either. Like, I, I thought that was okay. That was good. Yeah. With the girls. Um. I didn't really like it. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought some parts were funny. Yeah. I just found that um, they were all comic reliefs. Mm. Yeah, everyone. Yeah, good point. And it's really difficult when you've got a film where everyone's trying to be, like one's the zany sort of random one, one's yeah. the physical comic comedian. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and one's the a dumb, dumb one. Yeah. <laughs> Our own Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Which, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was very good, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't disagree with that. Look, I just didn't mind it. I, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Didn't mind it. Yeah. Um, interestingly, uh, we have talked about uh, New Mut- Mutants a little bit. So yep. X-Men series, X-Men World. And the New Mutants was uh, scheduled for, had been pushed back and, and we even talked about it on our um, 2019 films right, yeah. to look forward to on yeah. our last podcast. Uh, so guess what's happened with this? <laughs> what? It's, it's cancelled. Well, all, all the money is going well, to Zack Schneider. <laughs> no. Hulu. Oh. have gone and bought the film or bid for the film or whatever it was and it will be released directly on their platform. So what does that mean for people in Australia who don't have – we don't have Hulu? I'm not sure how that will work. Uh, I guess it will be open for other um, either platforms to buy here or yeah. uh, or we just won't get it or maybe they will open it up for our territory. Yeah, it's, a good, it's a good question. Yeah. Um, so someone like Stan couldn't, might be able to get option for it. Yeah. Um, or it could go, like even a distributor like Paramount could go snap it up and go theatrical if they thought enough about the film. But interestingly, in the biggest territory in the world, America, it'll be Hulu. Hulu. Direct. Yeah. Which, you know, honestly, you know, hindsight's wonderful. But from the day that this project was announced, I, I still couldn't get my head around it. Yeah. From a, purely from a commercial point of view, which I look at a lot. Yes. This is what I did for 20 years. So, yeah. Yeah, I was looking at going. How are they going? How's this going to work? You know. Anyway, <laughs> makes sense for a for a streaming. Yeah, giant. pick it up. Yeah. Well, especially when you've got um, was it over this next year? There are about four other streaming services being released. Yeah. Now a lot of people are going to look at this going, oh, but this this is shit. You know, I don't think it's shit at all. I actually think I think it's quite, kind of exciting. It's definitely a change, a shift in how we watch or consume content. Definitely. Yeah. But we win because we get more original content. 
Yeah. And that's, you know, it just means that occasionally you won't be able to see, let's say if you're a mad fan of X-Men, it would have been nice to see this on the big screen. So occasionally you're going to have to forfeit that. Yeah. But. They're gonna, and there's going to have to be some sort of, because there'll be a battle. There'll be a little bit of a battle. Yeah. For a while. And the the industry sorting itself out. Yeah, and, of course. And who the main players will be. Yeah. And already someone Netflix wins, have announced to um, up their um, pricing. Yeah. Um, to try and meet, you know, to make some big, bigger product, I guess. <laughs> Zack Schneider. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you just, yeah, I mean, the way I see it going is that they'll probably just, um, someone's like to say Disney Direct will be a fine. Yeah. Because they own 70% of the market anyway. And their catalogue. And that's what I mean. They're like through their catalogue mm. and everything they make, they own 70% yeah. of, of everything made now. Yeah. Uh, so they'll sort of, you know, honestly live. Netflix, I think, will still... Oh, Netflix will be fine. Okay. <laughs> but is it some of the other, like Warner Brothers and... Yeah. Like Warner Brothers already and tried DC with their... And, um, yeah. uh, the Blu-ray versus HD. Yeah. Lost, lost that war. To yeah, they just Sony. don't seem to do things yeah. business right. Yeah. Like, you know, they see... <laughs> Anyway, yeah, no, sorry, I, I could talk to you about, about the, um, how I dealt with Warner Brothers compared to other studios, yeah. and I always felt that. Yeah. They were quite rogue, which is, can be a good thing, but they were yeah. quite challenging. Well, I, feel like I, I worked with them for about mm. three years, but I, I was a joint venture, so yeah, I worked yeah. with them and Roadshow. So you had a taste of both, I think. Yeah. A t- yeah, a taste of how two different companies are trying to get information from you or you're feeding to them. and mm. um, yeah, Roadshow were definitely the more savvy yeah, yeah. And I think they were, I mean, obviously they were a local, only in the local market too, which helped, I think, you know, yeah. gave them a little bit more um, to strive for. But anyway, on to something else that's been a bugbear of mine. Yeah. And that is the mess that is, sorry, the mess that was the dark universe that um, that stalled on startup of uh, The Mummy. Yes. Tom Cruise's mummy. That's right. Um, and then fizzed out. They had a whole dark universe planned. Yeah. And then they just went to the wayside. This excites me. So what, what's happened now is um, Blumhouse, yeah. which just can't do a thing wrong, really, and they turn little gems into mega hits, right? Um, high concept horror at 3 to $5 million, go for your life, right? Yeah. So... Blumhouse has taken control of Dark Universe. Yes. And they are going to do their own interpretation. Yes. Uh, I see this as a lot smaller, which I think is great. I think that's where this lives. Dark, like the Dark Universe has got some great characters and yada, yada, yada. But gee, it's, it's hard to make it a billion-dollar hit franchise because yeah. yeah. it's it's still horror and it's still – you know what I mean? Yep. It could be something it's, – it's a – Profitable brand, sure, but it's not a billion dollar brand. No, yeah, no, no I, I get yeah, it. Yeah, it's... yeah, yeah. So this kind of makes sense to me, and it's in the hands of someone who really takes pride in offering good yeah. horror, right? Oh, and I'm so gonna, happy about this. Yeah, that's no, really good. <laughs> now you'll even be happier to know how it gets kicked. I off. don't know how that could be. I'm so happy right now. Really? <laughs> Do you know this or not? No. Oh, okay. Going. Oh, you're gonna be no, right. no, no. You ready? So it starts off with you ready. Lee Winnell's The Invisible Man. Cool. Yeah. So for those who don't know, <laughs> Lee Winnell uh, wrote and directed Upgrade. Which I'm was excited also a... by Lee Winnell. I just don't know much about The Invisible Man. Sure. So sure. should I be excited by I'm, The Invisible Man? I don't care Man? about Invisible Man. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. No, I'm excited that Lee Winnell is going to bring us the first Dark Universe 
in Invisible Man. Right. That's yeah. that's what Sorry, I'm getting. Did I, Sorry. I didn't I thought that. I was getting excited about like the Invisible Man, like Lee Winnell's doing Top Gun 2. I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Woo-hoo. Yeah. That's just the yeah, Invisible Man. I sort of went, I don't. Cool. Yeah. Well, look, you know, we've had uh, versions of the Invisible Man throughout the years, you know, yeah. one with Kevin Bacon. And Did I think they're Chase kind of. play something like that? Uh, yeah, memoirs of the Invisible Man. Yep. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and look, that can be fun, right? But what's exciting here is, yeah, he directed Upgrade, which was one of my favourite films of last year, was also a Blumhouse production. Yes. Uh, so I'm just intrigued to see what he could do with something like Invisible Man. Yeah, cool. If it's anything to do with his current films of Saw and Upgrade, if it's anywhere in that, because they've got this kind of gritty feel to yeah. it. You know, yep. Invisible Man's always been done in a um, kind of fluffy kind of way in my point of view, in yeah. my opinion, sorry. Yeah. Um, a bit naughty, you know, with yeah. the Kevin Bacon one. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I Hello think... Hollow Man. Um, Hollow Man, yeah, which was Paul Verhoeven as well. Yeah. Yeah. That was the first time that they used green screen. Yeah. Over blue screen. Yeah, right. That was the big thing Is about that. that? fact? Yeah. Because I watched the... Back when, mm. I think they just released it on they DVD. They had like a making of or whatever, yeah. yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, anyway, excited by that because they don't expect these to be mummy-sized $100 million films. I, I see these as maybe $10, 15000000 million films. Give it to a director who's passionate about it and yeah. see what happens. And I kind of like that. I think that's where they belong. The the package seems right. Yeah, not Johnny Depp and Tom Cruise and you know yeah. Angelina Jolie. Yeah, nice, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway. So that's that. And the only other thing I wanted to uh, briefly talk to you about, and I can fly through them, is just the uh, SAG Awards, the winners. I just wanted to fly through these because the SAG Awards is the Screen Actors Guild Awards. They were on two nights ago. Now, these are the peers, actors, voting for actors. Yeah. So they're peers voting for peers, right? All right, shoot, go. Mm. And this (laughs) is a good lead into who's favorite for acting awards for the Oscars. It's a okay. good, it's not everything, but it's a good um, momentum. Yeah. First things first, just for what it's worth, Black Panther won best ensemble cast. Cool. When I looked at that, I thought, you know what? It kind of, kind of is. So, all right, that's fine. Better than Infinity War? Sure. <laughs> uh, no, actually. No, <laughs> but that wasn't number <laughs> Um Rami Malek won best actor for Bohemian. Yeah, okay. Yep, happy that. with that. Yep. yep. I think, as we've talked about on the podcast, he is the reason why that movie is so good, yes. in my opinion. Because yeah. it's very easy to get wrong. <laughs> yeah. And the music. Oh, like yeah. Queen. I mean, the music's always got to be there, right? Yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like, that, that, that's its own person in, sure. in a character. Yeah, own character, yeah. Cool. Glenn Close won Best Actress for The Wife. So the, yep. Glenn Close has literally won every award leading into uh, Oscar season. Yeah. Um, so she has to go into the Oscars' favourite. Yeah. Has to. Now, it doesn't mean she'll win. But she's pretty favourite. She's a red heart. You know. Everything I've heard about it is uh, she's great. Yeah. I went, to, I went to see this, but... Um, I don't believe she's won an Academy Award. I could be wrong there, but it'd be a nice one to pay tribute to. I know. don't think she has. Yeah. I, yeah. I think I read something about, you know, would we prefer her to have won it for um, Fatal Attraction? Sure. Or something like that? Sure. Yeah. But if she wins it for this, she deserves Happy. it. Happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Mahershala Ali won again for... Uh, Best Supporting for Green Book. Yep. So he's picked up quite a lot of awards for, for this role. So yeah. he's probably going into the Oscars for Best Supporting Actor as favourite. As favourite, yeah. Remember he won two years ago yep. for Moonlight yep. for Best Actor. 
So, yeah. Uh, best supporting, sorry. So this will be his second best supporting if he wins. Um, this one I love. This one I'm very happy with <laughs> and you'll love it. Emily Blunt won Best Supporting Actor, not for Mary, uh, Mary Poppins, for A Quiet Place. <laughs> How good's yeah, that? Great. That's awesome. And that's yeah. her peers voting for her. So, that's her peers, yeah. Yeah, so I'm really happy for that. I'm happy for a lot of reasons, but yeah, that's... Well, I guess when you have to act um, like you're having a baby but then remain silent, that's pretty difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. (laughs) The old bathtub scene, yeah. Anyway, so that's great. But she's not nominated for Oscar, so that's not even in in the um, question. The only other one I wanted to pull out of the SAG Awards, which I'm very happy with, is Jason Bateman finally won for his role in Ozark for TV. Good. Oh, yeah, because yeah. you've, you've really loved that yeah. uh, TV series, haven't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, I really liked it, yeah. Yeah, and that's that's all from SAG. Good. Yeah. All right, well, uh, yeah, I mean, we ourselves will do a Oscars episode, either pre or yes. post, depending, yeah. uh, and uh, we'll have that out soon enough. But we're not going to talk about Oscars too much, are we? No, 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 no. Yeah, we'll leave that till then. Uh, we've got a new segment. We have a new segment, and it's called... Riddle me this. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who is afraid of a big black bat? Yeah, so this is our new segment we thought we'd just uh, do as part of our new revamp for 2019. You'll have a few of these coming in, in and out. They might survive one podcast and they, yeah. or they might survive all year. Especially because when you mentioned it to me, the first thing I said is like, Mate, I'm terrible at games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it is a little <laughs> bit of a game. Imagine the, uh, the, you know, the who am I? Well, yeah. this, this is a what movie am I? Oh, okay. yeah, like the so, Fantel sort of rappers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For around the world, we have these little candies, if you don't have them uh, in every other country, where as you unwrap it and the wrapper will have... Information pr- about a movie star yeah, or yeah, a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like that. I'm going to reveal um, clues as we go along. Okay. Right? Then you may or may not get them at all, but certainly our listeners can play along while they're listening and see if they can get it as well, right? I'm grabbing my pen and paper just so I can write down notes. Okay, cool. So it'll be fairly speedy. We'll just go through the clues and um, you listeners yell out if you get it. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a prize. I'll see if I can beat you. This is going to be embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> what movie am I? Oh, he's already got oh, a guess. Got my hand up. The yeah, crow. Okay. Incorrect. <laughs> okay. We can scrap that off the list. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was released on the 26th of January, 2007 for the US. Oh, mate, you, you picked the hole for me when I was in England, all right? <laughs> and the 8th, for those in Australia, the 8th of February, 2007 was my Australian release. All right. So if I'm just thinking about this... So it's not a summer seven. blockbuster. It's 11 years ago, February. Yeah, good. Nice. Yeah. We're, we're, we're looking at maybe Oscar bait, but it might be a bit too late for Oscar bait. Yeah, probably too late for that, I would think. For that. It needs um, to be out in December, US, for, for Oscar. Yeah, so they still can be a solid film, but it's it's not one with a lot of hope from um, the studio. The studio. Okay, yeah, so okay, here we go. That's a nice little pickup. It may or may not be true, but nice. I like right. I like your thought pattern. Okay, yeah. Um, well, this will give you a little bit of an insight into where you're going. Um, my budget was $17 million. All right. So remember, this is 11 years ago, so... So again, that, that makes sense. 
Yep, yep, it makes sense for your line. For, for the way your yeah. line of thinking. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so far, <laughs> uh, the the box office result. You think of, you're better than me? You think you're better? <laughs> uh, I didn't know this was going to become a competition. Wow. <laughs> the box office result was thirty-seven point four million dollars US domestic. Thirty-seven and, domestic. Yeah, okay. yeah, and it grossed fifty-three million dollars worldwide. Okay, so it was. Probably fair to say it was more of a US hit rather than well, and $37 million on a $70 million production. It's not a mega hit. Yeah. Um, it's a middle of the road kind of result, I would think. Yeah. Okay. Not that I'm playing this. I shouldn't really be saying that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just for, okay, let's have a look at um, what people thought. So it got 6.7. 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, over 130,000 votes. 6.7, you said? Yeah, over 130,000 votes. Okay. So it's a lot of votes. Yeah. Score's not massively high, but it's not poor either. Mm. Um, 130,000 votes with a low box office, that tends to lean towards maybe a little bit cultish. And, uh, yeah, okay. Maybe. Mm. Very cultish. Yeah. Those anyone got it out there yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone help me? Someone text yeah. me right now. Liam, Liam, <laughs> what you get? This life. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, okay. And for what it's worth, it runs for 109 minutes. Okay, so that's it's worth nothing, Jason. That's not, that's that's not Titanic. It's worth nothing. <laughs> it's not the Titanic. All right, now we're going to deep dive a little bit more the genre. Okay, I am an action. Yeah, like that's going along the lines with my thoughts in my head at the moment. Crime. That's good. Sorry, action crime. Thriller. Okay, all right, all right. I have something I've pictured. Okay. Yeah, all I've right. finally come up with a, a He's title. kind of drawing, like he's sketching as, he, as he's going. We'll come up with like a... A face in a second, a wanted face. Yeah. All right. Uh, the tagline. Oh, should I should I have a go at it before? Yeah, of course. For the tagline, just think, yeah. Well, in, uh, yeah, have, have a go, yeah. Inside man? No. Oh, okay. But that fits the bill so far, doesn't it? Quite uh, a lot. Yeah. Probably did a little bit more than $37 million, I think. And the budget might have been slightly bigger just because mm. of the actors. But Yeah, and this will throw that line into another line okay. another pathway so the tagline is let there be blood oh my god i know that of course i know that i don't know i wouldn't have probably got it from the tagline to be honest <laughs> but it gives you a genre flavor a real yeah. within within the crime drama action i know the thing is i know that tagline it's killing me okay let there be blood and this is another endorsement on the pathway that we've chosen. Okay. And it's a big factor of the film, in my opinion. Yeah. That is its rating. It is R-rated, yeah. R18+. R18+. plus. R18 plus. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I'm terrible because of my memory. Unless it's 90s. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Everyone else is playing. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. Shall but, I keep... Going? But yeah. Let there be blood. That's the thing that's going to haunt me. Out of all the things you've said, that's the thing that haunts me because I know it. I just don't know why I know it. Okay. 
I'm going to give you the synopsis. Yes. Uh, shall I give you that? Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll give you that to everyone now. Okay. Synopsis is when a Las Vegas performer turned snitch named Buddy Israel decides to turn state's evidence and testify against the mob. It seems that a whole lot of people would like to make sure he is no longer breathing. Is it feeling familiar to you? <laughs> yeah, and Buddy Israel as well. <laughs> I want to say like it's, got, it's a Denzel Washington movie, but... <laughs> you got to move off Denzel Washington. <laughs> He's not in this film. <laughs> Buddy, oh. I, can t- I can tell you that it's a massively ensemble cast, if that helps. It's directed by, just getting into the... Is it, in a, like, is, it a fil- is it in a tower? Um, tower? No. What tower? No, that's right. If, um, that's fine. It's not then, because you be, obviously would know. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, but it's as ultra-violent. It's, it's known for its ultra-violence. Yeah. Uh, it's directed by Joe Carnahan. Carnahan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who directed uh, Narc? Great film, by the way, Narc, if you haven't seen it. Jason yeah, Patrick. That's very good. Uh, A Team, the A Team reboot with Bradley Cooper. And he also did The Grey with Liam Neeson. Oh, I've just got a text coming through, man. I've just got to get on my phone. No, you can't look at IMDb. <laughs> okay. um, here's, here's a uh, review a quote, sorry, from a review A cheerfully disposable gangland freak show thrill ride. So it seems a bit pulpy for me. Yeah, I, I. The thing is, I know the film. I you just can't put your finger on. Just can't put my finger on. Okay, yeah, that's cool. I've um, definitely seen it. This one for those who haven't got it at home yet, which probably most people, to be honest. Um, and email us if you got it early on and where you got it, yeah. so we can <laughs> yeah, we can okay. call you out. Yeah, yeah. This is me saying this. This is Jason saying this part here. Watch it if you liked. This is my interpretation. Yeah. Crank. Yeah. Very bad things, and it's as ultra-violent as anything QT has done or Guy Ritchie has done. Yeah. Now, the last part, the cast. I'll start with the supporting cast. Okay. <laughs> Ray Liotta. Yell out if, if something comes. Yeah. Because it might just go ping yeah, to no, you. I'm just, yeah, yeah. Uh, Peter Berg. Yeah. He's also a director. Yeah, he is, yeah. Martin Henderson, Aussie. Yeah. Common. Andy Garcia. <laughs> and this one is something that this next person could throw, could put it in there for you because it was unusual for this for her to do a movie role. Yeah. At this stage, Alicia Keys. Yeah, I know. I know what you're you know talking movie, about. Yeah, and yeah, there, yeah. There, it is sort of in a building. Yeah, yeah, it is in a building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But not like a tower. Oh, but yeah. sorry, man. Yeah, I was, yeah. But I'm thinking like it's floors and they have oh, to work their yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought you were like um, dread. Yeah, no. And because the person's holed up in a um, a penthouse yeah. apartment. Yeah. And they're trying to work. No, right, I know so exactly. I, I, know I think it, Sean's got the film. That, that, so, so I've had that for probably since I said tower. Okay. But I can't. The, the name of it's killing me. Chris Pine. Yeah. Jason Bateman. Joel Edgerton yeah. and Matthew Fox. They're the uh, support players. Yeah, so you, no, none of this is going to help now because I know what it is. Mm. I just can't. Can't. The last one that I'll give you, which is the lead cast, and then I'll give you the film. Yeah. Okay. The lead cast is Jeremy Piven, Ben Affleck, and Ryan Reynolds. 
<laughs> I can picture the cover. I just can't see yeah. the, I can't see the words. All right, you ready everyone? You ready? Oh, please let me out of yeah, everyone, misery. I'll put you out of your misery, everyone. It's smoking aces. Oh, smoking aces. Yeah. Or <laughs> well, smoking aces. Oh my god. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. It was of like black, really black comedy, ultra violent. Yeah. Chainsaws and shit going on. That was that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. I wanted to pick something that was, you know, wasn't so obvious, but Certainly go back and have a look at that one if you, if you haven't seen that film. And there you have it. Oh Hopefully you guys out there got, got it somewhere along the line. <laughs> if not, you've got a movie you can watch. Oh, my gosh. You know, I really, I actually really enjoyed that, but uh, at the same time I hated it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's my painful. insides are hurting, yeah. yeah. I hate losing. I hate losing! <laughs> <laughs> um, you were so tempted to pick up your phone <laughs> and IMDb it. Exactly, you yeah. know, but th- that's the thing. Like When it's tip of your tongue, you're like, well, I, actually, I know this. Yeah. But I, why don't I know this? Why can't I put my finger yeah. on it? Um, and also, it's a roadshow film, I, I, I feel. Oh, um, uh, yeah, wasn't it? Maybe. And I feel that uh, at some point I had something to do with it, you know, like in <laughs> DVD world or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, there you go. That's Fine. Riddle Me This. Well done. That was, yeah. All right. We're going to uh, move on to, uh, hey, that's in my top five. Now, Jason, I'm going to hand this over to you. You've got your little spiel going. Yeah, why are we here? Yeah, why are we here? Now, listen, we've got Escape Room coming out in a week, I think. It's opened, yes. uh, well, it's already opened in the US. It's a pretty good result. Yep. It opens here in Australia on Thursday, I think. So, uh, look, a handy little kind of fun teen thriller, you know, high concept. Yeah. Um, it was coming, wasn't it? With the, yeah, With of everything that was happening. Yeah. Um, now, this didn't just happen. This didn't just get invented this week yeah. or a year ago. I trace this back to um, a lot of people don't know. We have talked about it on the podcast a lot, what Scream did for horror in the 90s, right? Yeah. Now, um, so basically I thought we could look at our, my top five being the, the top five teen thriller horrors of the 90s. That's our subcategory, our subgenre and yeah. subcategory, right? And just give you a bit of history on that. Uh, horror was dead in the 90s. In 1996, Scream was released and became a $100 million hit, yeah. which is a, which inflated is $200 million today. That's a horror movie. Yeah. So we hadn't seen figures like that on a horror movie or thriller horror since like Exorcist and stuff like that, and maybe some early nightmares, you know, but yeah. even the, those weren't $100 million hits. Yeah. Um, so the only horror movies that were around from 90 to 96 were the dregs of um, uh, uh, Freddy, sorry. Yeah. So it was uh, Freddy's Final Nightmare, which was part six, and who gave a shit? You know, it was <laughs> a, that horrible old school 3D. And, and then in 94, we had uh, a new nightmare, you know. Um, but again, that was just old school. Well, that was more trying to contemporize it, but it was like an adult horror. Um, yeah, it wasn't until Scream that they decided to put a bunch of teenagers in front of the camera with a tight script, yep. high concept, yep. and uh, and we got what then was and four CW years. was born, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> we got four years of mega mega hits through the not only teen horror and thriller, but also a lot of teen comedy came out. It was a birth of American Pie. Yeah, we had Can't Hardly Wait, and then went into She's All That, and you know, blah blah blah. But today we're looking at thriller horrors, and everyone thought. 
how can we kill these people? Yeah. Let's make films about fun. killing them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How can we kill these people in fun ways? Now, um, we're not going to look at things like, obviously, Cape Fear was out in the 90s, single white female, basic instinct, Silence of the Lambs, Sleeping with the Enemy. Yeah. That was adult thriller. That's right. You know? yeah. Or horror, whichever way you look at it. We're looking at pure, how we kick in is pure teen cast, yeah. majority, thriller or horror. Yeah. Um, 90s as well. Yeah, like huge 90s. Yes. Good. And that's that's about it. So let's we can just uh, kick off. How do you want to do this? Straight uh, in. Well, yeah, you're very passionate about horror, so let me go first. Okay. Um, and uh, and then we we can do yours and spend a little bit of time on yours. Okay. So the majority of these will probably be after '96 because that's the whole point of what Scream did. Yeah. But we'll see. Okay. I got the craft. Craft. That's uh, five. No. Five. Beautiful. Yeah. Craft. Yep. Yeah. Uh, at four, I've got Urban Legend. Yes. I uh, really enjoyed that one. Uh, three, I've got Mark Wahlberg uh, in Fear. Oh, yeah. What year was that? 96, maybe. Yeah. yeah I think it was. Yeah, yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. Awesome. Um, yeah, it was 95, 96, somewhere right um, uh, Number two, I have The Faculty, directed by Robert Rodriguez. Yeah. As one of the first films for him to um, uh, film outside of his own product. And number one... I mean, straightforward because we're not putting Scream in this. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mention, mention that. that yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, Scream is just a given. Yeah. And Scream, even for me, Scream Two, Scream Three, any of the Scream franchise, given. Yeah. So uh, number one, I've got um, <laughs> it's poor cousin, but still wonderful. Yeah. I know what so you did, did last, last summer. summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's you know, and our top five is going to be very similar. Yeah. Because uh, these were the the core. Films well, I'm trying of not to talk about years. mine. Because I thought we could talk about. Yeah. yeah. Yours. Um, well, the only other thing I've, I, I've just got mine pretty much in a different order, bar one or two, but um, Starship Troopers for me, we've already spoken about, that was a bit of a yeah. honourable, um, and I, I also had Faculty as an honourable. So Faculty was was awesome, like it was like great cast, Robert Rodriguez in like this creature feature horror, and it was a big spin where the teachers were the bad, bad people, it was awesome. Yeah, it was it's, it's in the title. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. But it was it was great. Um, so my number five was Urban Legend. Yeah. Now this is a movie I read the screenplay before before it came out. That's right. Yeah, yeah I got my hands on it, uh, and it was also quite responsible for influencing you and I, along with all of these films, actually. Yeah. In writing, got close to writing our full first screenplay. Yeah. Which was called Closer. Closer. Yeah. And it was very much in the same feel of all these films that we're about to go through. Oh, completely. And it was also, for me, it was inspired by Urban Legend because I did read the screenplay. Um, I kind of was influenced by how the kills happened on page. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, Urban Legend was great. It was a lot of fun. If you haven't seen it, it's just still pretty cool. Um, I know what you did last summer. I love that film. And that was number four. Yes, yeah. Uh, again, written by Kevin Williamson. It was his follow-up after Scream. And the only thing why it's a little bit lower for me, because it was massive at the time it came out. Great, yeah. great team cast. Yeah, um, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt, yeah. yeah. But watching it again, it's kind of pretty run by the numbers. Yeah. You know, where Scream still has that edge it's today, a, you know, yeah. as we've spoken about many times. Number three is maybe a little bit cheeky. And... But I'm going to do it anyway. It's teen and it's thriller, definitely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But it has an adult side of it as well. But I'm putting it in there because it's such a big film for us, both of us. Yeah. And it was Wild Things. Oh, yeah. So I was, I was thinking of that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It, it, it can tick that box. Yeah. yeah, it's a little bit on the fence, but um, I, I wanted to mention it because it was a, <laughs> yeah. a favourite. For, for those of you out there, uh, do Wild Things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do it. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number two was The Craft. Yeah. 
I really love that film. It just captured something special and witchcraft really hadn't been on, especially teen witchcraft, hadn't been on film well before Charmed and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was just really cool. It was very, very, it was that, yeah, that's actually what it was. The craft was very cool. And at the time, and today it's probably a little bit cheesy. Probably, Just because yeah. they're, they're too cool for school. Yeah. But it still plays pretty well. I've seen it recently. It's still all right, you know. Um, still fun. My number <laughs> one actually almost goes against exactly what this my top five was in the first place. It's a bit cheeky again, but it ticks the boxes. It was all about Scream kicking off everything, which we've just gone through. We've mentioned yeah. 10 films or whatever. This one was pre-Scream. And it just comes into the 1990, right? It was the what last is- of it. Yeah. And it was there. I'm like, well, that has to be my number one because I've seen it more than any other the, any of these films that we're talking about. And that is Hang the on. original. Is this um, is this Back to the Future? Or? No. <laughs> no. It's thriller, horror, teen, the last of them before Scream, and yeah. it was Flatliners. Oh, yeah. Coming in 1990, yeah. And, like, man, it's a, a gem for me. So I had to put that as Flatliners, of course. Scream would still be number one. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember these uh, titles? Idle Hands. Yes, Jessica Alba. Kind of, yeah, and kind of like a zombie hand or something. Yeah, it, uh, yeah, goes along. yeah. That was pretty cool. Disturbing Behavior, that was an yes. honourable mention for me. Yep, definitely. That was kind of there with the faculty. Yeah, um, Stepford I, I Wives that. type thing. Yep, it was a bit different. It wasn't so horror. It was more yeah. sci-fi thriller horror. Yeah, yeah it was Katie Holmes and James Marsden. Mm-hmm. Um, Halloween H2O was in there. Yes, uh, Which you know, was another attempt, but we sort of forget about that one. <laughs> Teaching Mrs. Tingle. Yeah, I didn't have that. Because that was something to do with... Um, Katie uh, Holmes. Co- it was written yeah. by Kevin Williamson. Kevin Williamson, that, yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, that's where I was going. Um, but, uh, yeah... I've got a few others that we hadn't mentioned just for those who uh, – because there's not too many of them Yeah. because we're only talking about four years of cinema. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But this is how much came out in four years, right, after Scream. So obviously you had all your screams. American Wealth in Paris uh, also had very bad things, which is not really horror, but it's, it's wrong. Uh, Deep Blue Sea, which was a shark movie, lots of teens dying. Cruel Intentions. Drama thriller, but it was there. And the last one I've got is House on Haunted Hill was also a lot of teens dying well. I don't remember that one, yeah. Yeah. I've never seen that one. Yeah. Uh, well, I hope you're taking the notes and um, and I'm really interested in some of those because that was a big part of the late 90s. Massive. Uh, you, couldn't, yeah. you couldn't walk down the street without seeing a billboard of some teens yeah. you know, dying and, well. And a lot of these people have made it, like a lot of these people in these yeah. films have made it into some of the best actors today. Yeah. Or, they're acting today. Yeah, they're acting. <laughs> and they've had like a 20-year career pretty a much. A 20-year career, yeah, yeah from yeah. that. And, and also the, a lot of these people crossed over from genuine sort of like TV drama, um, you know, Dawson's Creek style of things like Joshua yes. Jackson yeah. uh, in the Urban Legend. Urban Legend. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 they were everything back then. Yeah. Uh, we also, you, you know, they were good-looking teens and, and you're kind yeah. of inspired to be cool like they were. When we were teens, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it, it was fun horror. It wasn't the one that was trying to necessarily be gross all yeah, the no, time no, 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 because of who no. was in it. Yeah, it was real. It had, had a flavor to it, didn't it? Yeah, it was glamorous horror. Yeah, it was. It was fun. <laughs> it was, um, yeah, like you said before, like how best can we kill these teens? Yeah. You know. Let's do it. Because I, I looked up Final Destination just to see if I could squeeze that in, but it was yeah. 2000. Um, yeah, and then after that, you know, we had Waxworks where we saw Paris Hilton die and, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's plenty in the noughties as well. But it was a good period of cinema. Yeah. 
Hey, man. Nice to catch up with you again today. Yeah, man. Always. Which was uh, awesome. We'll try and do a, another episode within a fortnight if we can. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then we got Oscars as well. Then Oscars. Can't wait for that. Have a little shampoos. No business black tie. like show business. I'd wear a black tie suit if it wasn't so hot in Australia at the we'll moment. We'll have to check. Yeah, I'll do it if it's not. If it's like today, I'll do it. Yeah, yesterday was over 40 degrees. Yeah. It was ridiculous. You're lucky if I'm wearing underpants. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you. Thanks for coming in. No, no, thank you. Thanks for me for coming in to yep, my thank house. You. It's good. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thank the listeners. Thank you. I love you all. Thank you, everybody. Thanks Ciao. for coming. We'll be here all week. Yeah, bye, 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 bye. bye. <laughs>